This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, and I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, host Jason Glick. How's it going, man? Hey, it's going pretty good, John. And hey, it's like you're not the only one hanging around tonight. Oh, wait. We, we have someone else on the line? Who is yes. It? Yes, sir. It's Mr. Myron Hampton chiming in today. All right. Cool. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, always good to have you around, Myron. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Appreciate it. I, I'm very happy to be on here, too. Great. Yeah. And what exactly did you have planned for this uh, particular podcast, sir? All right. Well, a series that I've been following for, for quite some time finally finally wrapped up a little while ago. This would be, um, this would be um, Oak Great's um, Tenjo Tenge. Now, this series has had a um, long, long, um, like, um, fairly controversial, sometimes tortured release um, um, in, the U- in the U.S. over the, over the years. Um, I'd say infamous because you know, I can't, ta- can't talk about this series without bringing up its initial release by CMX in edited form, which you know, was DC's late manga imprint and basically earned, earned them no end of ill will for censoring it and not explaining the, um, why they did it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but um, so hey, I so I just said you know fuck that. I'm not going to bother with it. And then you just spent the rest of the time just ignoring the release. Then um, flash forward a couple of years later, um, CMX um, um, bites bites the dust in the most um, ignominious of circumstances. Um, and um, and then um, Viz announces they they're, they're releasing the uh, the series themselves. And even better, they're releasing it in in, in two and one editions. Um, which is most likely because after having the series initially released by by CMX, they 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 probably rightly figured that people would not want people who were buying the series would not want to rebuy the ser- series of, at the like um for the same same price. So if the, so, if this is the reason that D- that Viz released it in two and one editions, then I am glad because because I mean personally, it's like I think this that series this series or you know just about any series reads a lot better. It's like when you're um reading given in giant chunks to read and it can gives it a lot a lot more stuff to cover and in this also particularly in this series case a lot more time to get over some of the uh, some of the slow bits as well. Um, now these uh, volumes I notice are actually slightly bigger than what we're used to seeing out on there on the market. Are, is that like just the natural size of it? Are they blowing this up or what's going on there, sir? Oh, like I said, these are two in one editions. This is two okay. Japanese vo- two Japanese volumes for one for uh, one American what, edition. What I'm really talking about is the size of the of the book itself, mm-hmm. in comparison to the other manga you see out there. That is true. I mean, it's like Tenjo Tenge does does is released at a say is slightly bigger than than most series. Well, than most um standard vism. Um, this manga. However, that's this is it's mainly probably due to their um to the fact this is a um, one of their at least from their signature line, which is basically their seinen titles. The, um, with the, I, um, and um that's let's see and um and their signature stuff it does does have a larger um print scale than uh, than their um regular their shonen and shojo titles. So I don't know exactly exactly why that is, but I mean, it could just be like this is something they had to, um they had to. Um, nailed down with with the uh, people who are releasing it or maybe they just figure that hey you know older readers want their eyesight is far so much worse they need a bigger t- bigger print in order to um appreciate everything well, my point being is like it's kind of nice to have artwork that looks like this you know on pages you know oh, a little yeah. bit bigger you know i i appreciate it and you know if, if it's a little bit bigger if they decide to put them out like this actually um just for your knowledge, I do have an Inuyasha volume that's exactly the same size. It's actually bigger than the original manga, or, or at least the collected Tankoban. 
Yeah, it's like it could also because they they need um, for some of these for um, for these kind of tiles. I mean, they, um, it's uh, more cost efficient to really. I mean, for any of you actually mentioned, they probably able to save because save on the production costs because because they'd already spent money translating it, translating it and localizing it. So all they, so they don't have to pay, so they don't have to pay anyone to do that again. So right. mm-hmm. yeah, but. Yeah, but with Tender Tender, like I said, there's certainly a series of definitely benefits from having the um, larger larger format to appreciate the art, which is which is art, which is, in my opinion, like all arguably it's, it's strong its strongest asset, and um, ultimately, and, and like I said, it just feels weird for me to say this because like, I'm normally not really an art guy for comics, but uh, I'd say that this that the art in this series is is probably the main re- is, is probably the main reason to um to read it, but. Before getting before getting to that, let's talk about about what this series series is like itself. Okay. Yeah, because it's, it's um starts out because I mean like um Myron and I we were talking about this beforehand. I mean there is definitely a real Dragon Ball vibe here. Yeah, and that's what really that's what really grabbed my attention at first because growing up, you know, Dragon Ball was always like a fan favorite anime for me. All the action and everything, and in this series, we kind of have that element in which we have uh you know um the main characters club, and you have all these different different types of clubs and all these individuals have these special types of powers and abilities so for me it was just a real eye catcher from the get-go not only the artwork with what you said earlier which was the nail on the head the assets um a lot of the female characters i see what you did there (laughs) a lot of the female characters in this series uh really and all the characters in general just really well designed really well drawn and uh it's very action-paced very comical and it has this you know, little dramatic moments here and there. Oh yeah, it's like, and I mean, the series itself—it's based—it's, yeah, I guess, um, as mentioned, right, talked about that bit right there. So, I mean, it takes place on, in a high school, um, high school academy, high school on a high school called um, Toto, Toto Academy, basically a place where where all the martial art, all, all martial arts styles in Japan are brought brought together to, in order for for people to get stronger stronger there and it's the story begins one day when two when two um students arrive um soichiro nagi and bob makihara um arrive on campus and just proceed just to like announce that we're here and they just start beating the crap out of every everyone like, now they're, they're just two two young punks who've never who've basically gone around just you know beating on anyone and they can and they just say hey you know we want to come here to prove that we're the strongest fighters in japan then um they get they get a rude awakening when they encounter the members of the clubs of um of the school's um Jukin club, um led um led by um the sisters um um the um the older sister um, um Maya Natsume the younger sister Aya Natsume and um uh, and um help me out here Myron what's the other the 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 guy oh, oh, Masataka Masataka Takianagi yes yeah he's the uh, yeah. He's he's a younger younger brother to um the main one of the main series main antagonists, and once once they encounter them, it's let's say it thing, things take a turn for the worse. So Ichiro gets his ass kicked by 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 Maya. Aya um fret, um like she like he winds up get falling right into right she kicks them right into into the sh- shower where her sister is. So um when she she sees them, Aya falls madly in love with them, much to the chagrin of um, Masataka who. Uh, um, has, who's ha- also has the hots for for um for Aya as well, and but the thing is um like um Soichiro and Bob's um 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 their introduction by beating the crap everyone gets draws the attention and ire of the uh, 
the club of the school's um, Jukin count, uh, executive council, and um, they they see they see fit to um, exact some retribution on them, which basically drives drives the two to um, going in to um, joining up with the Jukin club to um, the, um, the club the council's um, executive the executive council's unnatural enemy. Now this now I mean you could. You could form a series about how you know just these two clubs um going at each other for the uh, like in the uh, you know for you could probably form a good series you know just form focusing on the rivalry between these two clubs, but um, well you see that series doesn't really go doesn't really go in that in that direction because you know, now Marion I know you, you've also mentioned you've also seen a good good deal of the anime as well correct so we, you know that yeah because we know that that doesn't happen right right. Yeah, because I mean, after cause after the um, after the two clubs um, clash for the first time, we get um, Tetra Tanger is revealed to Umvara to page has to also be of the um, berserk style of, of storytelling in the sense that after you get get an introductory story arc, then you get the story the arc that flashes back to show you just how everyone was um, back back in the day, how every, how all these um, grudges grudges originated. Now, and, now, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, go on. No, I was gonna say. Uh, now, from my understanding, like I said, I never read. Uh, <laughs> excuse me, I never read um, the manga yet. But uh, with the anime series, it seemed as it was cut short, and that I mean, the first few episodes seemed to follow the manga uh, a little bit closely, but then it kind of strayed off into like it's what you said, like in, in its own tangent, where it just goes into. Um, the background and the history of like these different clubs. So I felt like I didn't get like the whole, like the whole experience from the anime than I did. Oh no, that, that is how the manga goes. Right. So I I mean, I mean, no, the, um, I've only, I've only seen about half, half of the anime and uh it actually followed the, um, followed the, um, the manga, um, um, remarkably closely. Okay. Okay. Cause like, yeah, yeah, that yeah, that whole uh, that whole flashback arc where you get, we find out where um, we see Maya, where you see Maya um, Maya as a first year, uh, mm-hmm. and, she, and which um, which meets um, 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 Matsaka's um, old, older brother Mitsuomi, and uh, how they 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 kind of form they kind of start like form like they kind of hit it off pretty well, but the problem is um, her brother Shin, who um, he's see, he's got his own he's got these powers. Um, Known, known as the dragon eyes, that were they're eventually passed down to um I, like um Aya as well. And um Shin, for lack of a better word, he's kind of because of his these powers, he's kind of a um, he's basically a mad dog who needs to be mm-hmm. put down. Yeah. Now now explain that relationship a little bit more because what I got from it too, there seemed to be some sort of like I don't know a weird incestual kind of like admiration towards the older brother or or. Uh, it's like just kind of like a weird ancestral relationship between them. Well, I think part of that you can talk talk chalk that up to. I mean, you know, this like these kind of relationships not being like kind of being like like it's more, not, not I wouldn't say it's more acceptable, but more um, acknowledged in Japan. In Japan, I mean, like that's thing that kind of like relationship between um, like um, Maya and Shin. I mean, it's like it's I've seen that like in lots of other uh, other animes. So it's kind of like oh, you know, it's like I it's. it's one of those kinds of relationships. Yeah. But, um, as we but as we go on, I mean, we actually do find out that I mean, like there's this kind of like it's hit upon this closeness, just the fact that like Shin basically feels that um, Maya that without 
Maya is his, is his only link to stability. That you know, like, without her, he's he, he wouldn't have a reason to live because she yeah. cause he just feel she just feel that she he's calm around her. He's not doesn't doesn't feel as crazy. But and as we find out much later in the story, we, we get that. At, um, we find out that there's actually a more direct reason for why he does, he feels more he feels more calm and at ease around around it's like around Maya, but you know that kind of relationship. I mean, it's like you see it a lot in Japan. I mean, yes, it's kind of it's kind of weird, kind of creepy, but at the same time, I can't. It's like I mean, it's, I don't think it's necessarily a deal break. No, of course not. I mean, it threw me off for it threw me off for a while, but you know, you know, I, I love the series. I, lo- I love the cartoons anyway. It's done by uh, it's done by Madhouse, who you know, one of my favorite you know animation anime studios. So I mean, I love the artwork. But I have to admit, like when I first started watching this series, I mean, there was some. I mean, I understand that it has a. Uh, a hentai background and a hentai history, which is awesome. But then, yes. th- when it gets into like Bob's girlfriend being raped and a lot of those like really brutal rape scenes, I'm like, oh man, it, it just really threw me for a loop. Like when I first saw it, I was like, man. Yeah, it's like that. I mean, th- there's a there's a very fairly nasty rape scene um, early on in the series. And um, if you remember way back when I mentioned this, the first volume of the series a while back, that's that's a big sticking point because if yes, it's because. Uh, um, because it's rendered in kind of with all the taste and class you'd expect from someone who has a background in hentai manga. And yes, I realize it's kind of like, yes, it's meant to provide, like, um, it has a, a different storytelling purpose. Basically, like, it's part of the, rep- the um, executive council's reprisal mm-hmm. for, like, for um, Bob and um, Soichiro's actions. But at the same time, it's still creepy, still, still fa- fairly nasty. And it's like, and, you know, if you wanted, and, and to get, and yeah, it's and if you can get past, and like I said, there's good stuff in the series. Like once you get, if you can get past that, but still, there's no denying that it's that he kind of like that he he that that he probably did that. Ogre did not do himself any favors by um, doing this in the first, putting this right in the first volume. Well, I yeah, I say mean, that it does. Oh, go on. Oh no, I was gonna say. I mean, yeah, I agree with you too, though. But you know, at the same time, like as you progress on through the story, I mean, that that scene right there is more of fuel to the fire for Bob's actions and wanting to get stronger. I mean, I remember in the anime when they they got their ass beat. Uh, Bob and Soichiro got their ass beat by that one guy, and they were like, "We need to get stronger. You know, we need to fight. You know, he can't protect his girlfriend at his current state." So for, I mean, they both had their different reasons for wanting to fight and get stronger, but that rape scene was probably the pivotal point for Bob Makihara. And he's one of my favorite characters, too. Um, but uh, that was, like, a real pivotal point for him in wanting to uh, build his strength up. Yeah. And this, I want to talk, talk more about Bob Bob later on. In fact, like, but um, also, but also, get, but, yeah, but also getting back to the, um, like, but, yeah, it's like that, the whole scene right there, but also realize later on in the manga, you see that, and I guess in the honor how exactly pl- the um, fallout plays out. But the, um, but um, but the um, you get to that, that Ogre kind of realizes that he kind of he did overstep right there because you don't see anything quite. Well, okay, that's well. Let's just say it's a while before you see anything quite as bad again. And also the um, the rapist in question is is not only beat down once but three times. Later mm-hmm. on, so you get the feeling that you know he kind of wanted to like you know okay yeah I want to just like you know back off from that from that a bit but but the thing is but also getting back to the old past art where you find where you see the, like like so the history of the Jukan Council then that's for me that is probably the strongest part of the series I mean 
Friday's the series' most, fo- most focused storytelling, some great great action scenes, and also a large time focuses on probably one of my favorite characters, probably my favorite character from the series, um, Bunshichi Tawara, or Double Impact Tawara. He's, he's basically, um, in the manga, he's basically um, a super-duper a super senior. Like, instead, he's a third... He's entering his third year as a third year because he's so um, wrapped up in the drama um, behind behind the um, Jukin Council's um, for- formative years. Usually, when things get too serious or crazy, um, you can always count on Bunshichi um, to um, interject a bit of um, it's like a bit of comedy or bodily odor in order to um, like light, lighten the mood or make it's like. Or just like to cut through all the, all the dramatic bullshit that's been, that's been building up. So, and it's and his presence in this past arc is it's certainly a highlight. Even though the, the um, real drama is between is between um, Aya, Mitsuomi and Chin. So that's I mean that's basically like so that like this past arc, which basically goes until around oh let's see, I believe volume six of the uh, Viz of the Viz of the Viz release. Um, like that's it's certainly a high point. It's, it's focused. Like it's focused as a direction and a definite end, end as well. Um, when when things um, pick back up, though, then we focus on um, so on Sochi Urnagi, um and the uh, and his and the realization he's basically um it's like like Ma- the Magabari, um, basically a, um, part of um, like a fierce fierce like a fierce creature from his from his from the Nagi clan who can um, eat, who can eat the chakras. Of or and absorb the techniques of any like of any fighter, and essentially like a lot of this, the rest of the series kind of focuses on various forces that want to conspire to use this power to their to their own ends. Now it's from this point on the series kind of gets cr- both crazy and outrageous um, in terms of its in terms of its scope um, and um, and storytelling. Because I mean, you get all all sort all these new characters, such as all. The, um, the red feather families, um, like who who have um, who have, um supernatural powers, um, um Soichiro's father, um Sohaku, who um is like the uh, ultimately the series' real big bad, and um, it's like and also increased and also like all the crazy people working under him, including like people like Amadoka um, Mawari, the the series like um lowly um like um sword um, um sword fall. It's and there's a lot of you know, so this, there's a lot of stuff that I do like about this, about this art, about about the series. I mean, particularly like as the series gets crazier, the art gets even more spectacular. I mean, you get all, I mean, like like oh great and all of his assistants, um, like give us some like in crazy uh, like incredible incredible visuals from from like I'm seeing um like um, Nagi's fighting techniques in action, seeing the um armor, the various armors and um clothing. Styles that all the characters characters have, um, like one like one guy later on basically uh, has this ability to um use particles of dust to um make make sword to um to have use swords and um give himself this, this armor. In fact, ar- his sister even becomes part of his armor at one one point. And then uh, as things get on, we go on. We get we get to the end. We get all these like crazy um power representations of power. And um as 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 um. So he becomes um, Susano O, the ultimate, the ultimate warrior. It's like, and you get all these like this, this um, end of the apocalyptic end of the world, um, like fire from heaven type shit. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it's it's fantastic. It's beautiful, and um, it's like, and I swear to God, if this series come out in the seventies, you would have seen this like plastered, all, like airbrushed all over, uh, like um, 
dorm room walls or vans. It's like everywhere. I mean, it's like the art is the art in the series is truly fantastic and and mind blowing. It's like and also and but also it also means it is very much for guys as well because Ograte loves the female form. I mean, this is a guy who um started out as a hentai artist and well, he's let's say he's probably grown a bit more restrained in the sense that, it's, that yes, there's lots of um, lots of naked, naked breasts, naked breasts, naked naked butts, and even some even some hair down there as well. It's like, but it's it's this is very it's very much a Satan series, very much aimed aimed at guys. I mean, like I can imagine like some like there's some ladies who can appreciate the um, strong-willed nature of the girl of the um, of, of the female characters in the series because they because even though like a lot of them do there are lots of fan service bits in there there are a lot of the girls do um have very very strong roles they can talk down talk down on the guys smack them around and show them what they were like um how like how stupid they were acting so like i said this the second so this back half of the series i mean it's but it also this also just gets so crazy overwrought i like i mean it's you start to lose track of the all the uh, of all the various plot threads, such as such as the microchip that has on the data from the Takinagi's family computer, the um the two volume flashback um to the um to um to like the Warring States period where we get we get some again some fantastic visuals, but also a lot of but also takes away but also means we're not folk, talking about this, the main characters for all this for like, two, for like a whole lot of volumes, and also. You know, just the fact that we can also um, like do so much time without the main characters is also kind of a problem as well. Because you know, while I will say that Soichiro and Bob are kind of are you know nice guys, and I like reading about them. At the same time, a lot of these characters, they and a lot of the cast, don't really um, aren't really defined that well as characters at all. I mean, they did they feel kind of like feel kind of like beholden to like, the whims of the plot. Like they are just like there's a story here that's. That's railroading straight through all these stories, but at the same time, we don't get a lot of um, character development over the over the over the course of these of this, these twenty two volumes. I mean, a lot a lot of time, like they just feel kind of like, you know prisoner to the whims of the plot rather than just you know like def- like defining the action themselves. So like I, I mean, I know you like you like Bob a whole lot, Myron, but I just kind of felt that I kind of wish that we had gotten like more to know more about him. Right. Like. Yeah. It, I mean, it's like it's. I mean, just just more about the characters, more more about their backgrounds and histories, and um, and just things that just you know kind of just you know just step step um step back a bit to show like give them give them more room to shine rather than just being um railroaded on the plot. Well, yeah, just like I mean, just like you said, I mean, I haven't really had a. Um, as much in depth to like the series, especially the manga, as far as you have, but I just felt like it was it, to me it was short because I mean um, the anime series is what twenty twenty four episodes, so that's like a season. And yeah, I think there was I think there were a couple of OVAs as well. Yeah, there was yeah there was the OVAs too, but um, you know I, I really wanted to you know have more time with it or expected you know. Um, you know more to it. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have like those shonen animes; they last forever, like your Naruto's and Bleaches and things like that. But you know, you have. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, because this, this itself is um, it's not a shon it's not a shonen shonen series per se, but it was what an ultimate an ultimate jump originally in Japan, like an ultimate. Yeah, uh, it's it's it basically it's it's a seinen, it's a seinen series aimed at young men. Basically, it's like. Um, you, um, to, 
go back to the Dragon Ball analogy, it does a lot of this, especially at the beginning, kind of feels like like oh great solid. Hey, you know there are all these Dragon Ball fans who like who who've read the series who read the series when it was coming out, but but now that they're they're older, they're in their teens, they probably want something that can, more extreme. That's, yes. Yeah. Exactly. Something more extreme. And, I, that's, and it's like I think I think they should have capitalized on that because they could have they could have made this series like even way more longer, and then we could have had more in depth storylines and adventures with uh, Soichiro, Maya, Aya, and Bob. You know, we could have had more storylines. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny because um, um, Oh Great um, does actually mention it in the end of the last volume how we talked about there was going to be how we wanted to do like a kind of wandering the world arc because um, in the last volume we found out that um, Nagi has had to um, go out because goes around the world um, like wiping out the people with supernatural powers for reasons that I won't for, for plot specific reasons and that this this arc would have basically involved them going around the uh, around the world and trying to, and like following him in, in his footsteps but mm-hmm. at the same time though I mean we've got like 20 volumes of stuff right here and I still think that that's like plenty. If he wanted to have really got dug into their characters, the man had plenty of time in, or, in order to do that. Right. So, yeah, I see what you mean, but I see what you mean right there. But at the same time, I don't really think that that more um, time was the answer. In fact, to be perfectly honest, I'm glad that he decided to just you know wrap um, in in 22 volumes. Um, you know, in the Japanese release 11 over here. Um, so that it didn't, so it didn't drag on. It's like to, um, because I mean, I'll be honest. With you, I think that that's probably the, to the detriment of most shonen manga. That a lot of stuff just goes on for fucking ever. Personally, uh, I mean, you know, Berserk, like, something like Berserk, which isn't shonen manga, but at the same time, I hope to see. I hope that it'll end within my lifetime. I swear. Right. But, well, yeah. I mean, I didn't. I didn't mean for it to be like drag on, like a, like a shonen anime. Because yeah, I mean, I love Naruto and Bleach and stuff too. But I mean, it's so dragged on so long. I can't keep up with it all the time. But you know, I, I would have liked more, like per se. You know, maybe maybe fifty volumes or something like that. I mean, I, I like anime that has a beginning and has an end. But. um in manga series too, so I, I would just like you know more. Uh, I guess I say more time, meaning that you know just a few more issues to just kind of like um, you know just give me more in depth details of the characters. And like you said, I mean he had plenty of time to do so. Maybe because um, I know in Japan, you know these guys have to crank out issues like every week when they show up in the magazines. So when they're thinking of storylines, it makes me wonder if you know do they have the story all thought out already and just drafting it out or are they just up to a certain point and it's like oh crap i gotta think of something let me go to this let me go to this background story real quick and we'll go from there and see where it leads us from there so i get the feeling that um oh great probably did have um p- certain parts of it thought planned out to his p- planned out um, planned out because um i mean he certainly had the um past dark planned out um like um had pretty where he wanted to go right there i mean even though he says in his after one of his afterwards that oh this is only going to be like a short um a short flashback wind up being several volumes right. but at the same time i feel like that there was it feel like he really knew knew where he wanted to go with with that with everything else though it's like I mean, he's still he was kind of like this story he wanted to throw in like just if i want something i wanted to do it's like i'm gonna gonna do it right i want to do it in this series right now mm-hmm. and it's like and, and with that it's like where, where was I go? Where was I going with this? I mean, yeah, it's like it, then he also had that whole flashback to feudal Japan. I mean, apparently, that whole thing stems from his like he's apparently like a huge buff for a huge history, but he wanted to do some stuff 
um, in there, like in that era as well. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean, it's like he, it's like it's, and I said the guy had lots of stuff, lots of um, room to do whatever whatever the hell he wanted, and it certainly was worth it visually from the point of the narrative. Well, you know, it's like I don't I don't regret regret it, but at the same time, but at the same time, I kind of feel that there was there was a lot of a lot of room for improvement here. It's like, right. although I will say that um, I do appreciate the, the um, a lot of the fights here do feel generally pretty well pretty well paced in the sense that they're they don't generally drag on for an entire volume. They're just you, you know like settled within a couple chapters. Yeah, they get to the point. It's not like uh, <laughs> like you said, five volumes of charging up or anything. Oh yeah, yeah. So there's yeah. So there's there's that. I appreciate. That right there, but you know, it's like the thing I've just said about all I have to say about about the series. Uh, um, I do want to talk about um, about where where Viz is going with this, but um, John Myron, any final thoughts about about the title? Uh, not necessarily, but I mean, uh, I remember when John got me into this series. Uh, you mentioned earlier in the podcast uh, CMX. CMX was a uh, uh, correct. If I'm wrong, was that like an anime divi- or a manga division from DC? And it was their it was their manga it was their manga um their manga imprint. Keon was, yeah, Keon was, and this series is a little bit too racy for them. So uh, you know they to- like they toned down a lot of the violence and especially a lot of the nudity, and that's maybe that's why it didn't really take off initially out here with fans. I mean, there is a small fan base of people I know who enjoy this series, but, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't, you know, if I, I, if I haven't met or talked to you guys, I probably would not have ever heard of this series. It didn't seem to get too big of a buzz out here. Maybe until Viz picked it up, you know, starting well, to make a resurgence. Well, apparently it's like the series did, uh, um, apparently sell decently enough for, for CMX for them to keep releasing volumes regularly um, throughout the course throughout the course of their existence. Mm-hmm. However, um, it is it is worth noting that the um, the releases that, that the um, Viz editions um, now that we have um, a, a New York Times bestseller list for manga, the, these editions have actually done um, pretty well by by just seeing them on the bestseller list. I mean, we, I've seen volumes of this series have topped have reached number one on that on that list. Wow. Now I don't know how this actually trends. Translates to um, volume units sold. I mean, to be honest, I mean like, this is um, because because this is a series that is aimed at older readers. They've got enough buying power to just go and buy the buy the volume as soon as it comes out. So you just get all these people buying it as soon as it as soon as the volume hits stands, and then you know that that's that's it. So you that's so usually a lot of these volumes are one week wonders. But at the same time, I mean the New York New York Times um, bestseller list does indicate that there is. A, uh, an audience for this series, and I also hope that Viz realizes this because this because with because um, with the ending of Tenjo Tenge and um, 20, 20th Century Boys with Twenty First Century Boys Volume Two coming out next month, two of their best selling um, seinen titles are going to be wrapping up, and um, there is no indication of what if any titles Viz is planning on, on is wants, is going to um, have to fill their place. Wow. Yeah, so I'm, I mean, like, I'm, yeah, it's, know, it's like it's a little, little depressing, but at the same time, I want to just—it's one of those things where I'd like to go up and ask them, like, well, yeah, what do you guys got to uh, to replace this stuff? And they say, oh, yeah, we're we're sure we're working on, we got something, or uh, I'm sure you just have to wait. But it's like it's, yeah, one of those like, um, non 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 answer. Yeah. Um, not, um. So uh, yeah, uh, it, now Viz is going to be at Comic Con, correct? 
Yeah, this is always a Comic-Con. This, yeah. I, I, I think they usually um, show up each year at AX. And mm-hmm. they've also been at Finding May for the last um, couple of years as well. Notice. So, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's like it's something to uh, – something I can always uh, – Quiz them about. Ask them about in per- yeah, ask, exactly. ask them about in person, but yeah, but at the same time, it's See, like Myron, you got to go to that panel. <laughs> I know, and, and just and just start picketing like what's next. <laughs> exactly. Stand out the booth like a crackhead, like scratching my neck for more manga, <laughs> more projects. <laughs> Hey, maybe he. Hey, why don't you see if they can sign you on? There you go. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And we can and we can make the misguided adventures of script bitch and tech monkey. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, real concepts. Real concept. On paper. Yeah. <laughs> That's not just a joke he just came up with. <laughs> uh, it's about the miseries of work. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think somebody might be able to relate to that. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, so yeah. Um, outside of uh, what you guys have already said, there's not really much for me to say on this one. Um, you know, outside of, uh, you know, uh, I expressed maybe a, a little bit of disappointment, but uh, with the, uh, you know, with not paying attention to our actual main characters, the ones you made us focus on when we started reading. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, I so I share your same sentiments, uh, Jason. You know, but you know what? Um, I'm uh, I, I'm looking forward to finishing the series myself. And we'll, uh, you know, regardless, uh, I'm sure I'll enjoy it. Okay, so yeah, it's like I I, so I do recommend it for, for people who like it's like who like like fighting fighting series with great with great art, and also like think that um, Dragon Ball Z didn't have enough have enough boobs in it. So. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z for adults. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> All right. And with that, uh, we'll wrap it up. And um, you have any idea what you're going to be talking about the next week? Unless, see, unless something um, really, really um, exciting pops, pops up. Next week is going to be about the, um, the ones that got away. Stuff that I wanted to talk about like over the last year but didn't find the time to write up. Got it. All right. And we'll catch you later. Thanks, guys. No problem. Thanks Bye. for having me on. Good Always a pleasure, Myron. All right, you too, sir. Always a pleasure. Mm-hmm.